0: Hello again and welcome to Faith Fire Media. And we are excited about how God is continuing to speak in this hour. There is so much God is trying to do to prepare his body for this new age that we're in and the shaking that continues. I'm so glad that you are trusting this ministry My name is Frank Mickens. I am your host yet again. And so much to dig into as we're going to talk about famine, part three, famine, part three. We've been discussing this economic reset that the Lord is instituting all over the world. And yes, he is preparing us. He is getting us ready before we see the full manifestation of it. We're seeing rumblings. We've been seeing some drops in the stock market. There have been many, um, recoveries, but the Lord has shown me there are going to be some things to come. And so we need to be prepared. We need to know the heart of God and the mind of God. So let us pray and we will dig into the word and what the Lord is saying. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you for your grace and your mercy, and your kindness, and your goodness, you are always here, you're always near, you're always speaking, you are always gentle, you are always patient, and you have a purpose and a plan for everything that you do. In fact, Romans eight twenty-eight is there to remind us that all things, every single thing, works together for the good to those who love God and are called according to your purpose. God, we believe we have been called, we believe we are here to love you. And we want to know your purpose and your plan as you're doing all of these things for our good. I do pray that you allow us to let patience have its perfect work. You are perfecting us in this hour. You are allowing us to endure so that we might overcome. In the name of Jesus, amen. I just wanna praise God for you. This is a great time for you to remind yourself of what the book of Revelation is saying, that the Lord wants us to hear what the spirit of the Lord is saying, that the Lord has a heartbeat even for the end times. The heart of God is for those who are here not to perish, but that we would love him. Make him our first love again. Return to him. Confess, repent, and walk with him and allow him to move through us in this. Uh, this world. I praise God for you. Just want to update you quickly if you have not heard any of the previous two messages about famine. And I'm going to get into a little more detail about what the Lord has shown me. I won't share everything because again, we are not here for anyone to be afraid. The Lord has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Perfect love casts out fear, which is why this ministry is here to prophetically encourage you, edify you, and prepare you for what God is doing so that you're not afraid But you're full of what faith in this hour. God is perfecting his bride. I've been saying it for two years now that he is so concerned about the soul condition of the body. He is allowing this shaking to first awaken us and to help us bow our hearts before him in the midst of the fire and know that he is with us and burning out of us the things that don't belong so that we can shine brightly and represent him well in the earth. It really is about his glory being revealed. It really is. The glory being revealed through us into all of creation, which is groaning for the sons of God, the children of God to be manifest. So this is part of the plan. And and you can have comfort and have joy in all of it, have joy even in various trials and tribulations, amen. Okay, so what the Lord has shown me is a reset is coming. A reset has been uh, instituted. A reset is what he is desiring. This is the will of God. And I'll share with you a dream that I actually didn't plan to share with you, but I'll share just a portion of it. I had this dream some time ago. And in this dream, I went into a hidden area. Who knows that the kingdom of God is hidden. And so I went into an area where the kingdom of God is is going forth. That The kingdom business is happening. And there were angels in this room room. One was at a desk. Uh, Another was in the room and they were expecting an inspection. They were expecting an inspection of what? They were expecting an an inspection of a clock that was on the wall. And this clock didn't look like your run of the mill clock. This clock looked like a a big screen TV. And on this big screen TV, there was the time, but there was also the stock ticker Uh, things that we're talking about, stocks, the stock market, the economic system, what was going on in the economic system on the earth. And also there was a face of a man, and I knew he represented uh, a CEO of a financial institution. He represented those who have been given influence and power and stewardship on the earth over the economic system. They've been given authority. And who knows that God puts up and sets down. Anyone in authority has been put there by God. And so he actually is who's really in charge and he allows things to be changed In an instant when he declares that it's time for the change. And so God is instituting a change. Because what happened is as I was watching this large screen TV. I I became aware of the need for the clock to be reset. Somebody praise the Lord. God is going to reset the economic system. And there was a button. In fact it was divided into two buttons. And it was very intricate. And I tried to reach this, this button that was smaller than the other button. They were... um. Put together to create one circle. So the circle was split into two, but it was two buttons that made up a larger circle. Okay. I don't know if that makes sense. I wish I could draw it for you. But the point is, I knew that the smaller button, which was harder to reach, that was harder to control, that was harder for a person to actually get to. That was the one that was going to reset the clock in the, in the proper way. And so I pushed this button, knowing that the inspection was coming, that the Lord was coming to put things on a scale and weigh it to make sure that it is righteous, that it is equitable, that it is, uh, that it is, is instituting his justice in the earth, and that he was going to judge this system to put it back aright. Okay, so I'm pushing this button. And as I push it, I see the screen go dark. And I knew that was the point where the reset was happening. And so eventually the clock came back up, but the face of the CEO did not. I knew that he had been removed. So there's going to be some removal of people who are in authority in the economic system. I also knew that the clock needed to be still tweaked a bit. So this reset's not going to happen all at once. It will happen over the course of time. Amen, somebody. So listen, God is doing this. This is his purpose and it's his plan. So we don't have to be afraid. We don't have to be concerned. What we need to know is why God's doing it and what is his heart for the body of Christ. So in the last two episodes of the podcast, we talked about how God is trying to train us up in his wisdom. He's trying to take us out of the wisdom of this world and return us to him, to trust him. The Bible says that we should honor the Lord with the first fruits of our increase, but first it says that we should honor the Lord with what? all of our substance. Glory to God. So that means your mind, body, soul, spirit, but it also means your possessions. And so the Lord wants to make sure that the things of this earth, the things that we believe we own, that we've been given stewardship over, that we actually have a right heart toward those things, that they're not, they're not idols in our lives because there shall be no other God before me, above me, other than me, says the Lord. The first commandment given to Moses. Amen. So for this, let's go to the scriptures. And I want to encourage you in this hour, if you hear anyone speaking prophetically, functioning prophetically, make sure they're giving you the word of God. I was recently at a conference and I heard prophetic function, uh, saw prophetic function operating at a high level. At, and there were sections of it that did not have the scripture to foundationally prepare us for what the prophetic word was trying to illustrate. Prophecy illustrates the heart and testimony of Jesus Christ in total Compatibility with the written word, and so it colors in what the scriptures uh, have to say. It builds on the scriptures. The foundation of the of the prophetic word is the scripture, and so in a certain time, a certain season, in a certain situation, in a certain culture, in a certain atmosphere, that God will God will speak prophetically into that place, that space, in order for his will to be performed, but it always has to be compatible with the word of God. Somebody say amen. So we need to give you the scriptures. So what is he doing in this hour? This is part three of the word famine. So go to 1 Corinthians 2, and we're going to start in, in verse four, and this is the heart of God. It says, Paul wrote, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, and my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and power. So this is the heart of God. He doesn't want anything that we do in the body of Christ to come from our own strength. Remember, he said to Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. What does he say? He says, in your weakness, my strength is made perfect. He wants us to come to the end of ourselves and walk by faith, not by sight. And so particularly in America, you can understand why that might be hard, why that might be difficult, because we have so much stuff. Amen. We can get a lot of stuff accomplished with our natural gifts, our natural talents. And we've got a lot of resources, but God needs to be glorified. He wants his light to shine. He wants us to minister to people who don't know him. And that means we need to have faith and not be walking by our carnal abilities. Amen. So we don't need to be persuading people. We don't need to be evangelizing people with persuasive words. We need to be able to demonstrate the spirit and power. So God is taking us out of a place of comfort with things that we can use as tools. Like Moses, remember he was supposed to speak to the rock, but instead he hit the rock. There's a season of time where God wants his people to operate by faith, prophetically moving in the earth as his embodiment, carrying his glory so that people can see him, amen. And then it says that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Listen, God wants you to know him and he doesn't want us operating on the earth in our own wisdom. Listen, he's graced us all to have a certain measure of understanding, wisdom, knowledge, intellect. Yes, he didn't want us born into the earth unable to survive, unable to feed our kids. Even the scripture says you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children. So born into sin, that's who we are, but we are not born into this world ill-equipped. He doesn't bring us into the earth without having a certain level of understanding. But there comes a time, particularly when you come into the faith, where the the Lord is expecting us to grow in our trust, faith, and belief. Remember, Jesus would get disappointed when he saw that the generation was a generation that had little faith. He even said that the generation was faithless. And he said, how long shall I bear with you? He wants us to operate in kingdom economics, not the economic system of this earth. We are to be Joseph's, bringing the kingdom into the economic system, the wisdom of God to preserve, bless and and protect people and to make people aware of the goodness of God. Amen, somebody. And so that's why God is doing this to a certain degree. But I want to get to the other purpose. And this is what the Lord did. He sent me to this. And this is going to hit a lot of people. Some people might say, but why an economic reset? Okay, God, I understand that you want us to to come to you. You want us to trust you with with all of our substance. You want us to honor you. You want us to put down idols and and money. We know the love of it is the root of all evil. I get all of that, God, but but what else? What else? What else? So I want to share with you the word of the Lord. That he's given me, and we all see in part, we know in part. So this is by no means uh, this ministry saying that we have it all, we know it all. But this is one of the things that I believe the Lord is doing in this hour as He judges the financial system. He's not judging people; He's judging the system which has been influenced by the kingdom of darkness. Amen. Somebody, if anybody believes that the financial system has not been influenced by the kingdom of darkness, just take a minute and pray and allow the Lord to show you the corruption and the in. Inex- equitable way they do business and the way things are covered up and the way that money is the agenda and not love. Oh, come on. Any system where love is not the agenda is not of God. Any system where the glory of God is not the agenda is not of God. And we are in this world. We are not of it. And so we are to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world, influencing these systems for God's kingdom glory and advancement. Amen. So go with me to Jeremiah chapter uh, 32. We're going to start in verse 29. I'm going to read this to you and you don't have to to pull out your Bible. I would encourage you to, but I want you to hear the heart here of what God is upset about. And again, he's not angry at people. He's angry at a system that presents stumbling blocks. Glory to God. Remember how Jesus would get so upset with the, the religious leaders who knew better, They read the scriptures. They should have known better than to mistreat people, but they had allowed themselves to be caught up in traditions of men, which does what? Supplants, suppresses, and oppresses other people so that certain people can win, can be uh, uh, in power. Amen. And basically put their feet on the necks of people or put a millstone around their neck. And Jesus didn't like it. And so he's doing that all the time. He's judging systems. He's judging our behavior. He's judging our words, not because he's trying to send us to hell, but he's looking to perfect us. He's looking to sanctify us. He's looking to get that stuff out of us. Jeremiah 32 verse 29. And it says, And the Chaldeans who fight against this city shall come and set fire to this city and burn it with the houses on whose roofs they have offered incense to Baal and poured out drink offerings to other gods to provoke me to anger. So where we are are worshiping idols, it provokes the Lord to anger. It grieves the Holy Spirit. It hurts him. It's injurious to the Lord, and he doesn't let it stand. Now, his mercy endures, and so he'll allow things to go arrived for decades, generations even. And, and I'm reminded of how he said to Moses that, that the sin of a certain people, I believe it's the Amorites, had not come into its fullness yet. And so God was watching their sin. He was aware of their sin, but he hadn't visited it yet just like he visited Sodom and Gomorrah. There comes a time the Lord comes and he sets things straight. He resets the clock. And that's what he did with Sodom and Gomorrah. He burned it down. And so there are times when a nation uh, is, 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 is allowed to shift through shakings. The Lord says, I've got to get this thing right. So in verse 30 says, listen, because who? The children of Israel and the children of Judah have done only evil before me from their youth. For the children of Israel have provoked me only to anger with the work of their hands, says the Lord. So remember, we are the salt of the earth, the light of the world. So the church, anything going on in, in communities that is not giving God glory is the responsibility of the church. We should be uh, uh, changing the system, but because we're afraid, but because we get comfortable, but because we like the system. We don't do what we've been given authority to do. And so the Lord has to come and judge us first. He has to get us right first. It's those who are of God who are being shifted first. Amen. In verse 31, listen to this. For this city has been to me a provocation of my anger and my fury from the day that they built it even to this day. So I will what? Remove it from before my face because of all the evil of the children of Israel and the children of Judah, which they have done to provoke me to anger. Listen to this. They, their kings, their princes, their priests, their prophets, the men of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. And they have turned to me the back and not the face, though I taught them rising up early and teaching them, yet they have not listened to receive instruction. So these are people the Lord is saying, you've got the word. You've got my spirit. You've got my teachings. You have my statutes, my precepts, my commandments, my instructions. You have my Proverbs, my Psalms. You have the written word of God. You've got pastors, but you have yet not done what you need to do. God is shaking the earth. He's going to shake the financial system to get the body of Christ to die to this world, to come to him. And I'm not saying he's trying to make you broke. That's not the point. He wants you to put your trust in him. He doesn't want to make you broke. He wants you to learn kingdom economics. When you love with your money, you don't love your money. Where you tithe and you give your offerings to the Lord, which is an expression of your heart, the heart like he has that gives his first and best, Jesus Christ. He wants you to express the Christ-like character God has in store for you. But first, he has to strip us. He has to get rid of stuff. Which means we have to cry out to him, and that's where he deals with us. It's all in his plan. And he goes on to say in verse 34: but they set their abominations in the house which is called by by name to defile it. What's going on in the body of Christ? What's going on in the houses of, of worship? And they built the high places of Baal, which are in the valley of the son of Hinnom, to cause their sons and their daughters to pass through the fire to Molech, which I did not command them, nor did it come into my mind that they should do this abomination to cause Judah to sin. Molech, that's the spirit behind abortion. This nation, this world is in favor of abortion. Look, we've been we've had this this overturning of Roe versus Wade, but the fight over abortion is far from over. We had a worship service in our community. We felt compelled by the spirit of God to worship the Lord together and pray because we knew the battle line had just been shifted. We're going to continue to see this. This world loves to kill children, and we make we try to reason it to be correct. God comes. And judges it. He shakes systems to try and get us to cry out to God. Who? The people of God first. The people of God. So then we can be radically and passionately about the kingdom and speak in our prayers and intercede for our nation, intercede for the people Who don't know how to pray for themselves so that we can see a righteous nation. Glory to God. Verse 36 Now, therefore, thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, concerning this city of which you say, It shall be delivered into the hand of the king of Babylon by the sword, by the famine, and by the pestilence. Behold, I will gather them out of all countries where I have driven them in my anger, in my fury, and in great wrath. I will bring them back to this place, and I will cause them to dwell safely. So, this is the hope. God doesn't just come and just say, I'm going to shake up the, the thing and, and there's no hope. No, he's, he's calling us back to him. He's gathering us back to him. He wants us to act as, as the prodigal son in Matthew 15, who comes to the end of themselves. And, and, and they just say, everything I need is at my father's house. Verse 38, they shall be my people. This is the heart of the father and I will be their God. Then I will give them one heart and one way that they may fear me forever for the good of them and their children after them. Generational revival. Unity. We've been talking about that on this podcast. The need to be one in the body of Christ. The shaking, even of this economic system, is going to give us one heart. He's bringing us together in the Spirit. As we seek what the Spirit's doing, we will come together because the Spirit is going to cause us to do what the Spirit is doing together. Amen. Listen to this verse 40, and I will make an everlasting covenant with them unbreakable that I will not turn away from doing them good, but I will put my fear in their hearts so that they will not depart from me. This is the end time church, the church that will be passionately burning brightly and purified through trials, through persecution, through shakings like the economic system that shaking that is coming. It's to put the fear of God in our hearts. Not the fear of man, not the fear of not having enough, the fear of God, the honor, the respect to see the beauty of holiness as the point of life. Amen. And listen to this. Verse 41. Yes, I will rejoice over them to do them good and I will assuredly plant them in this land with all my heart and with all my soul. He wants to plant us in the land as trees of righteousness so that we can impact the culture. The the Lord is not just after revival. He has shown me he's after awakening. He will revive the body of Christ with the power of the Spirit in order to awaken everyone else to who he is. But we first have to be planted. And we've got to get set free from idolatry. Verse 42, for thus says the Lord, just as I have brought all this great calamity on this people, so I will bring on them all the good that I have promised them. Listen to that. The shaking of the economic system is nothing to fear because he's doing it to bring us good. And fields will be bought in this land of which you say it is desolate without man or beast. It has been given into the hand of, of the Chaldeans. Men will buy fields for money, sign deeds and seal them and take witnesses in the land of Benjamin, in the places around Jerusalem, in the cities of Judah, in the cities of the mountains, in the cities of the low land and in the cities of the south. For I will cause their captives to return, says the Lord. They will buy fields for money, sign deeds, and seal them. God is not going to take the land away from us. He's giving us the land back. He wants us to, what does it say, occupy until he comes, have dominion until he comes. But he wants the people who have dominion to have his heart. And so that's why this is happening, famine. I pray that you enjoyed this time and I'll share something with you that I shared at a, a ministry recently. God wants you to institute kingdom economics in this season. If you're not tithing, if you're not giving God 10% gross of your salary, it's time because the Bible says he's going to open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing. Lest I smite the land with a curse so one of the reasons why this is happening, the economic system is going to be shaken and shaken and shaken and reset is because the people of God have been robbing God. We have. Look at the statistics. Fewer than 5% of the body of Christ gives 10% tithe. And that's not to say God wants your money. God wants your heart. That's a heart condition. That's, that's heart disease. God so loved the world that he gave. <laughs> he gave who? His first and his best, Jesus Christ. Jesus is the tithe. And so if you're not tithing, you have not gotten a full revelation of the heart of God in your heart and in your spirit. It's not impacting your behavior. If you're not giving offering, because God gives above and beyond that, which, that, he, that we deserve, there's an issue. And it's time for you to seek the Lord. This is a good time to do it because during the season of the reset, it's going to be the people who have been giving their tithes and offerings. that are going to be in Goshen. They're going to be protected from the the land that is being afflicted, that is being reset. And I can smile because I'm not afraid. The enemy wants you to be afraid. The Lord uh, showed me a principality with a bag of fear. This dark figure had a huge bag of fear and tricks That's the scheme of the enemy, to use fear to trick you into believing anything except the fact that you are loved and loved well, that you have no lack, that you have all you need, you shall not want. And so I'm coming against that spirit of fear. Let us pray. God, we will not fear, but we will have faith. God, I pray for every person that listens to this and every person who shares this and every person who hears this in any form or fashion, that they will be filled with faith, that the economic reset won't make them afraid, that the housing market situation and the collapse of the housing market will not make them afraid, but they will in fact invest, that they will buy property during this season because you're going to bless the people of God. They're going to maintain their prosperity and they will be buying that which people are selling at bargain rates, glory. God. They're going to be buying stock at bargain rates. They're going to be buying businesses at bargain rates. They're going to have a Joseph anointing. And the Josephs in the systems, God, we pray for them to arise and emerge, to speak to power and tell them how to prepare, to tell them that it's God's wisdom. That's the point of Joseph sharing with Pharaoh, to share the fact that it was God who interprets dreams. It's God who has all wisdom and knowledge, it's God. Lord, you are the all-sufficient one. You are Jehovah Jireh, our provider. You are our healer, Jehovah Rapha. Heal us from our idolatry, heal us from materialism, heal us from our pride because we have so much stuff. Clear our garages, I pray we give stuff away. Is this not the fast that you have chosen? that we would honor the oppressed, that will bless the poor. Glory to God. We pray this word accomplishes exactly what you sent it to do. It definitely comes with grace. Now reveal your purpose in each person, In the name of Jesus, amen. God, we thank you. And we praise you for being here with us. And if you're interested in learning more about this ministry, you can go to faithfireworldwide.com. Also, you can sign up for text alerts, send the word faith, Fire, one word to 55498, and you'll be uh, informed when we're going on live or when we have our worship services or if we're having any of our outreach events in North Carolina. We'll make sure that you're aware of those. Also, we will tell you when we have new episodes coming on Faith Fire Media. You'll get an alert that says, Here it is, the next episode of What the Lord is Saying. We praise God for you. Also, just don't want to forget, if you want to sign up for our email newsletter, you can do that on our website, faithfireworldwide.com. Thank you so very much, and may God bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he lift up his countenance upon you and give you shalom peace. See you next time.